of fun. Um, what, one year ago, we got started uh, yeah. in a house in Torquay. Yeah, one year ago. Um, but before we go to one year ago, I just <laughs> want to take everyone back probably maybe three months earlier. Um, and obviously, the world was in a, in a bizarre state. Um, it's fair to say. Um, and I remember I was, it was one night, I was, everyone from, from our work at the time at, at CA was still down, like a lot of organisations across Australia. Um, and I, you know, I hadn't obviously keep in touch with Bruce. I was texting him all the time, but I, I hadn't spoken to him on the phone in a couple of days. And I was just, I think I was, I was laying on my bed playing FIFA. <laughs> And that, that shows you what kind of state I was in. Not not much happening. Uh, and I got a call and he he said, do you want to do a podcast? And I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, can do. Um, and I knew that he had done a little, a lot of work with sports grad before that time. Uh, and I said, yeah, okay, no problem. I've got a lot of time on my hands. And I guess from then on, I started to realise uh, how Ruben operates, which is, <laughs> I think, one word to describe that is rigour. Uh, and he loves to loves to do work uh, in lengthy periods of time. So it, a lot of work went into it from then on. Um, and, yeah, I think three months later, uh, we both managed to somehow get down the coast and avoid the, uh, the Melbourne situation that was unfolding. And... Mm. Little did we know we'd be recording three months later in a lounge room in Torquay. The house wasn't owned by any of us. Um, a good good friend, Hamish McInnes, and a great friend of the, the podcast and guest uh, allowed us to do that. Um, and and there we there we went, uh, mm. <laughs> which is quite bizarre. But, um, yeah, and here we are, 100. Yeah. I remember we... Um... We were trying to figure out what do you, what do you need to start a podcast? Obviously, you need a microphone, you need something to record into, you need somewhere to publish it as well. And we're trying to figure all this stuff out for the first time. And um, we were looking at types of operations that other people use. And we were looking at about, you know, probably a $700 investment into DJ City to get, you know, the mixing thing and the proper microphones and everything to get set up properly for what people of the standard that we were hoping to do were doing and uh uh everyone had the same idea as us so when we called up dj city they said we're completely all out of road microphones can't get them anywhere in the state so we called up jb high five and we said to them you know what microphones have you got available and they said literally the only microphone we've got left is a bright red blue yeti <laughs> microphone <laughs> And we're like, okay, cool. We'll take two of them. <laughs> and it's just a plug and play USB microphone. I mean, it wasn't anything special, but uh, it got us started. I think Ryan had to ride into the city, pick it up one day, brought it down to Torquay. I rode my bike from Lawn to Torquay to meet Ryan because I, I didn't have a car at the time. I only got a car earlier this year, which is a fantastic investment. But um, we met in Torquay and, and we were away. Ali Durkis bared with us for the... Um, uh, very first episode whilst we were getting set up for the first time and, and, and we were off. But that is, that is how we got started. Since then, we've, we've chatted with a number of incredible people from around the world, some of which are on this call, which is fantastic to see too. Um, 
but we really just want to take this opportunity to to chat with you guys who listen like we obviously wouldn't have made it to 100 episodes probably not even 50 unless nobody listened and so it's great to see so many on this call tonight uh, and on instagram live so if you've got any questions at all we'd, we'd love to take the opportunity to chat with you guys to answer them so please feel free to, to take yourself off mute fire away with any questions if you're on instagram live as well you know chuck them in the comments as well and and we'll do our best to, to answer them for you. Uh, Jimmy, you've got your hand up. Yes, I have. Um, so first, you talked a lot about how you build post-grad and everything, but what are you going to do after that? When is the next real-life event? What's next for sports-grad? Yeah, great question. Um, in terms of what's next for sports-grad, um, our evolution has kind of been uh, un planned and unstructured and kind of based upon what people like and what people need. And so that started off with the podcast. And once we had an audience where we felt like we could serve them better, we built the membership. Once we felt like the membership was a good idea and could be better, we re rebuilt the membership. Um, we then went into uh, live events as well and did started to do a few meetups as well. Um, and we're keen to, to revisit that too. So we're, we're probably looking at more, meetups particularly in australia while while we can here um and then just continue to to grow the membership and make that a really uh positive place for people over the world to to network um with each other and and really encourage that that peer-to-peer learning so um and then with that we're also looking at finding ways to connect our pool of members with organizations because we get a lot of people who message us and say hey ruben Hey Ryan, we need uh, an intern, you know, to do X, Y, and Z. You know, who have you got? So people are starting to recognise that there's this pool of people who are motivated, willing to put in the work, um, who organisations want to tap into. So creating more links for those people to not only save these businesses time and money and resources, getting the right people, but also create more opportunities for the people within our membership is probably the next step. I'm ready to come off mute. Ruben, I'm going to put you on the spot, mate. Um, you've had you've had 99 episodes. Where do I rank? That's 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 why I'm here. I want to know. Where do you rank? Oh, that's that's a great question. Uh, I'd say definitely up there. Definitely in the top top handful. Top 75. That's what I thought. Those, yeah, that's what I'm hearing. I don't know. Justin Harmon was episode 41. Royalty. Yeah, royalty, instant royalty. How to launch a career in sports technology from Sports Tech World Series. Uh, does his own version of networking and talking with lots of different people in sports. So uh, to get your insight of, you know, who, who are some of the people that you would deal with? You're dealing with the Barcelona Innovation Hub. You're dealing with the LA Lakers. You're dealing with uh, the International Olympic Committee. There's, you know, the everybody comes through the Sports Tech World Series. So you were kind of like our easy way to tap into each of those without actually having to go to each of those. So um, by virtue of who you've talked to, I think you're, you're an immediate Hall of Famer, Justin. I, I was going to say, yeah, definitely the, the use and abuse track. That's what they use us for, just come in and just take all of our connections. No, but I'm actually, one other thing is um, I'm working with Startup Group Camp Australia and there are a couple of, you know, startups that are in the sports tech space. So if uh, people want to get involved in that sort of stuff, uh, more than happy to sort of extend some intros and get you involved with some of those teams as well if you're interested. Yeah, fantastic. Awesome. I have a question. Uh, like, how do you go about, you know, writing questions for each guest? 
because each one of them works in different uh, aspect of sport so i believe it's a mix of you know some constant questions that you'll ask everyone and some customized ones according to the profile is, it, is that the case um it's it's certainly tailored like it's not definitely not the same for every person so um we've done a little bit of work around who we get on the podcast and it's very deliberate who we want to get on there because we want to hit all areas of sport whether that's different types of sport um different sort of areas within the sport itself whether it's an agency whether it's a specific club so we want to want to hit all bases so i guess with every single guest we will obviously speak to them beforehand and try and get sort of like a background to their journey into sport and, and all of them are so vast and different than the rest of them no, no one is the same so i guess um the way we structure those questions is are trying to get the little bits of gold from their journey and, and how they got to where they are but also trying to get you know what what in their role right now makes it sort of unique and what makes it special so the people that are listening can actually get an insight into what what they do and, and why they do it so um i guess you know between rubes and i we kind of will do that and obviously we've got a, a team within sports go that that assists that as well so it all comes down to a bit of research but also finding you know what what is the unique thing about that guest that makes them really interesting that people want to hear about i think as like a like as a general theme we basically just ask what you would want to know to give you a bit of, a bit of background, like, you know, the reason why sports grade started was because I was a confused student who just wanted to know how to get into sport. And so I would ask questions of people that would help me get into sport. And so that's kind of the frame of mind that we're in when we ask questions of other people, what can you tell us that's going to help our listeners get into sport? And some of that might be highly actionable. Other bits might be incredibly insightful. You know, some things are going to tell you, do this, do this, do that, or other things that can give you a view of the world that will help you inform what you do next. But I think everything comes back to how we're going to help people get jobs in sport. What question is going to help inform people best? You mean you connect with the guest once before the before actually going like right before actually doing the actual interview? Yeah, so we'll we'll like um, we'll call them up um, in advance and have a quick chat with them um, and just yeah. get to learn more about them and during that time we'll find out if there's a specific angle that we should dig deeper on so i think for for example uh, i had a chat with morgan todd who is the global partnerships manager for the maple leaf sports and entertainment uh, property who run the toronto raptors and a couple of other major teams over in canada and i had a chat with her and learned more about her role and as a consequence of having that chat with her learned more about maple leaf sports and entertainment and didn't really know how an ownership structure operated and what they did and what their goals were and how they acquire new teams so once i learned that about them then that kind of became a focus point for that interview with with morgan todd because there's a lot of different things that a lot of different people can can talk about in in similar ways so our goal is really to try and find out what's interesting about each individual and then hone in on that specific thing that they can talk about better than anybody else. Well, we got a question on the chat line from Lauren Hunter, the dear Lauren Hunter. 
Is there a guest who you feel like you personally learned the most from? Anyone that stood out or offered some insights you personally could really apply? <clears throat> I believe Lauren Hunter actually plays lacrosse for Australia. So that's a, <laughs> it's great to have royalty on, <laughs> on the call. Um, guess who I've learned the most from? Um, or anyone that stood out? I loved Mitch Woods' episode because mm. I think we, um, Rubes and I, like, we love grassroots sport. And I think a lot of what, a lot of where we are now is because we were able to sort of get some really cool experience in grassroots sport and be involved with grassroots sport for so long. And Mitch is, you know, he's absolutely killing it at St Kilda. He's, I think his title's head of commercial. And to see someone like that, you know, it's kind of like his work today has been directly impacted by his experience in grassroots sport. So it's kind of like, the validation of like what we're thinking and what we think um, really contributes to people getting some really great experience to get the job that they want to was kind of validated. And for me, like I think just speaking to him and, and getting that validation of like, yeah, he was able to achieve some really great things in grassroots sport. We gave him all the tools he needed to succeed in, you know, at St Kilda and, and wherever he's going to go next was really good like in terms of validating our ideas so speaking to Mitch was was awesome and you know we've caught up a couple of times after that just to just to chat and and keep in touch and I think that was really cool for me especially you know being in that commercial space as well um was really good validations um Mm. right um Aman Alawalia is someone who uh, you'll 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 hear tomorrow in episode 100. <laughs> he gets he gets referenced quite a bit. <laughs> um, we've tried to um, condense down, you know, everything we've learned from a lot of different people into these eight principles of how to get a job in sport without getting lucky. And I think Aman is our example for at least two of them. <laughs> um, but he um, one one of his points is around follow your genuine curiosity. And that's, that's something that I've found has been really helpful with developing sports grad, because when you're starting something uh, like sports grad, it can go in a lot of different directions. You can do whatever you want with it. And there with, with that, there have been a lot of options, but the direction that I kind of try to steer us towards is what, what's actually going to interest me. What, what can sports grad be that I'm curious about? You know, is that events or is that recruitment or is that podcasting or is that webinars every fortnight or whatever? Is that doing something in person that's highly, you know, hands-on? Is that career coaching or is that talking with people all around the world and connecting people in, you know, five, six different continents? And so that's something that I've kind of come back to a lot of times because it's like, all right, here's a shiny thing over here that we could do, but that might be good for someone else and someone else might think that's a great idea for us, but am I, have I actually got enough curiosity about it to do a good job of it? And if the answer is no, then I'll leave it no matter how good an idea it is. But if I'm genuinely curious about it, then, you know, I'm going to enjoy pursuing it and enjoy uh, making it a good thing. So I think Aman Alawali is one guest who I've learnt one lesson from that's continue to stick with me and that's follow your genuine curiosity. 
Uh, question from Gemma. What is one piece of advice that you have got given that has stuck with you? One piece of advice that I got given in my second year of my sport management degree. So this is after I had dropped out of a marketing degree. I got a year and a half through that and thought that's enough. Um, got into my second year of sport management exercise science degree. And um, some of you will know uh, the story about a bloke called Wayne Oswald, who's been an incredible mentor for me. Those who know the story will know that I was too scared to, to call him one day and ask him for coffee. Eventually gathered up a bit of courage, asked him for coffee. We met up. And during that, during that session, during that time that we had together, one of the things he said to me was, Ruben, lose your entitlement. And that is something that has, I've, I've never forgotten. And during my time at university, there were plenty of opportunities where I felt like, oh, this volunteer opportunity isn't worth my time or, gosh, I should just be out with friends tonight because that's what everyone else is doing. But the reality of what I was trying to get into, the sports industry, is that it's, it operates differently to whatever my friends were doing. And so it required a different level of energy and investment of my own time. And one thing that I kept drawing back to was lose your entitlement. Don't think that this opportunity is going to lead to anything. or don't think, you know, what your end goal is, is ever going to just present itself for you just because you want it. And so that's something that still resonates with me. And I think uh, has been quite impactful for me during my time. And it's something that I happily pass on to students as well, because I see a lot of people falling into the trap of getting into a sports degree have that high goal of wanting to make it in the AFL, Cricket Australia, International Olympic Committee, whatever major organisation is around the world you want to get into without actually realising how much time, effort and work goes in, into getting there. So I think for me, the bit of advice that stuck with me is, you know, lose your entitlement. Awesome. Thank you. My pleasure. Uh, so um, Monty, you've got your hand up. Do you want to jump on? Hi, yes. Thanks for that, Ruben. Firstly, congratulations, you guys, uh, for celebrating one year. What you're doing is really incredible. So kudos to you for that. Thank you very much. Um, my question actually is, and I'm sorry if you already touched upon this in your intro. So right now, what you're doing is for majorly for uh, sports grads or, you know, just freshly graduates. However, is this something you're looking to expand to people who are either not in the industry and looking to get into the sports industry or be are just looking for some change because like recently someone um, came over and was asking me something along those lines and I wasn't sure whether I should connect them with you guys or not because I wasn't sure whether this is something you do or looking to expand yeah great question so like our, our whole purpose is to help people get jobs in sport and that doesn't matter what stage of your career you're at. We've got more relevance with people younger. So we, that's who we, we focus on, but what we teach is universal to anybody at any stage of their career. And so we've got people in our membership who you're in their first year of uni and we've got people in the membership who, who are looking at director and CEO type level um, jobs as well. But the, you know, we're still trying to provide them with the same universal principles of, you know, this is what you should do. This is how you should do it. These are the things you can, you know, do to, to help your, your job search. So, you know, the, the graduates and the students and the people coming out of university are the people who we focus on because that's where we've been and that's what's important to us and that's who we're trying to help primarily. 
but we are, you know, open to, to helping anybody who's looking to get a job in sport. Doesn't really matter if you're five years into a, an accounting career at KPMG and you want to apply that to the sports industry, you know, we, we can help you too. Or if you've been in, in engineering as well, you know, we can help you apply your skills and capability into the sports industry because at a fundamental level, you're going to be judged on the tasks that you can perform and how well you can perform them. It's just about how can you show that you want to position yourself within the sports industry and how you present that to someone else and convince them that, you know, your story and your experience in another space is best suited compared to everybody else. So um, yes, while we definitely try and help grads primarily, what we aim to do can, can help anybody at any stage of their career. And we've got members that reflect all different stages of their career. I think just to add to that as well, if we wanted to only appeal to last year uni students, I think it might be beneficial to get more, you know, students who have just entered the industry. So as guests of the podcast, but we basically want to have a complete mix so that we've got, you know, from your entry level marketing job to CEO level, there's a complete mix of people in there that we're, we're speaking to so that whoever you are out there who is interested in working in sport, you can relate to them, whoever you are. So if there's a complete mix there, we feel like we're, we can appeal to more than, than just a, mm. just uni students. But of course um, there's that many uni students out there that, that are looking at looking for resources and, and and podcasts like this mm. um to get into sport so yeah absolutely it's it's a mix it's not mm. it's not just one or the other well the, the membership or the network of the membership becomes this really nice flywheel effect where you turn to each other for all these different opportunities and so we've already seen people uh such as josh who's in canada who's on the call tonight connecting with people like Nathan, who's in, in Melbourne, uh, and Nishad, who's in the UK. Like, There's people within our membership connecting all across the world, gaining different perspectives from different types of experience. And so if we can encourage people from all these different stages of their career, then the people inside that membership have got more different perspectives to learn from no matter what, are, what it is they're seeking. So just being able to connect those, you know, 100-plus people in the membership has been a really good thing. And then, you know, the value of the membership increases based on upon who's in it. And so um, we've found that having people from all different walks of life has been incredibly valuable for those people looking to make the most of those connections. Um, Sam, I've seen you got your hand up. Yeah. Just had a, um, a quick question. I guess what's your, I guess your biggest achievement or something that you look back on um, in the past year that you're both really proud of. Um, I know you've, you've obviously helped a lot of people get jobs. Um, I guess, is there someone that's, that comes to mind or a connection that you've, you've made through this process? Um, there's a, there's a great man named Jack Lloyd who, um, who was part of the sports grad team was basically you know, kind of like the backbone behind us, you know, did a lot of work for us and obviously has done a ton of work through uni and, um, you know, has just been associated with, with us for the past year. Um, he was able to secure a job at the Melbourne Rebels um, and sort of rugby Victoria. And that was, that was awesome for us just because we were so close to him and we were able to really just harness that relationship and, and, and build that. The other one, I think, and, 
just for me, which I find amazing is the fact that we have more than a hundred people who are part of our membership that are in a community where they can learn off each other. And like, you know, anyone can probably say you can do that on LinkedIn, no, no, like you can message people on LinkedIn, but I think what, what it's proved to be is just a platform where people can just speak to people who they know have similar goals to them. Um, and they can be in a space where they can just be completely open and, and ask questions and, and meet people that they wouldn't already, they, they wouldn't have met if they weren't on that. So the fact that that platform exists um, is absolutely amazing for me. And I, I think, you know, the podcast is just, is really just, it's a lot of fun that we can do, but that is the more impactful piece of work. So I think that, that for me is probably the the highlight of the year. Mm. Um, yeah, I think just expanding on what you said, like every person who's come to help us and, and work with us has gone on to bigger and better things. Um, I'm looking at all three of them right now. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Ryan, Jack Philander. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so to be able to facilitate that is, you know, just an incredibly rewarding experience in itself and probably the biggest of them is being Resh who's who started helping us almost two years ago and it's just been the most incredible helper during that time ever and next week she starts with us part-time and so to get to a point where we can reward her loyalty and effort is just incredibly rewarding for myself but that's you know internally uh externally ex- externally it's probably similar like the thing that makes me proud and makes this whole thing enjoyable is being able to help other people get jobs in sport. And so, yes, the people in our team have gone on to bigger and better things, but the people in our community are also going on to bigger and better things. So anytime someone calls me up and says, Ruben, I got an interview or the interview went extremely well and I've got a job. Uh, Saloni Pradhan is probably the most recent example. He said, Ruben, I'm starting Crick Australia in the middle of July next week. Um, and this is like the only goal I ever had when I came to Australia. Like that kind of just makes me feel awesome about what, what we're doing. And so that is probably the the thing that makes me feel most proud about what we're, what we're doing here. Uh, Scott Field on the chat line. Congrats R&R. The people in this Zoom meeting clearly have seen the value in what SportsGrade offers. I'm interested in what they would say to other students who are considering joining sports grad, what value have they found in joining sports grad? Their testimonies will be great for prospective and new members. Great question. Uh, we've got a few on the line. Uh, we might ask uh, Jacob Colangelo, who's just started at softball WA, who uh, is a current member and represents our Perth contingent very well. Jacob, what do you reckon? How have you enjoyed it? Thanks, boys. Um, yeah, so um, I think I still have to give you that testimonial that I that I promised you that you said. And I remember I remember what I said because um, you said you were like, I need that. Is um, so I started my masters of sport management early last year. Um, I was four days out from moving to Vancouver to study online, and then everything went crashing down, and basically my whole world got turned upside down and all my plans. And I said to Rubes, I said. I didn't think I would get a job at the end of my master's, let alone halfway through or before halfway through into a proper job. Um, And I said, everything that you guys have said has worked. I 
for one of the biggest things that in the first episode you say lean on your network all three opportunities i've gotten in that was me talking to my network was me implementing the stuff and i actually didn't tell you this rubes but i needed to is when i left my interview my the person said to me we have just interviewed the next australian prime minister because they were that blown away from all the stuff <laughs> um, but yeah so that's but that was the that's the big thing is that if i didn't have those skills and understanding of what was going on um i don't think i'd be at all i'd be sitting in my room here now planning to putting out all the rest of my cvs that were just going to get brushed under the pile um and i think for anyone that's here that isn't a member it's also the connections as as well like i just from looking at all the pictures and hearing the names, I recognize the names. I know the, I know the people I may not have met you because I'm on the other side of Australia, the other side of the world, but I know what she- what Shecky does. I know what, um, what Scott's been doing. I know what I'm looking through names. And I was like, I could just see some things that you guys are doing. And it's great sort of to see that we're all doing the same thing and we're all getting value out of this. So if anyone's wondering, just keep listening to all the episodes. I'll listen to all of them and um, it will work out in the end. That's very kind, mate. Um, there's a few other members on here. Does anyone else want to add to that? Yeah, Rubes, I, I recently had uh, someone from Ireland connecting with me on LinkedIn. And as soon as I accepted the request, he asked me for a reference for a job somewhere. And he didn't tell me what his background was. So he didn't tell me uh, what he's looking for. So I just told him to, you know, take up the sport grad membership to which he said, I have already taken it. Oh, awesome. uh, then I asked him if he's in the circle website. He said, no, I'm not aware of it. So I just sent him the links to sign up there, listen to the podcast. And, uh, you know, I just gave him a small advice to be more organized in, you know, making such requests you know, without knowing people, you know, straight away asking for a reference. So just told him to directed him to the podcast and the circle websites. Ah, oh, fantastic. Well, that's been one of the best things is that I think we're represented in 10 different countries around the world. And so, you know, people like Ireland pop up and um, people like Josh in Canada pop up and people like Nishad in, in India pop up and, and Jai, who's over there too. And uh, who else is that? Romy. Romy is in the Netherlands. I got a, I got a message on LinkedIn uh, probably a month after we'd started from uh, a lady in Argentina who said, Hey Ruben, I've just discovered the Sports Grad podcast and I absolutely love it. I've uh, I've stayed up all night listening to all 14 episodes and can't thank you enough for what you're doing. And I was like, my God, there are people in Argentina who can't sleep because of us. <laughs> and so, um, so to just kind of hear the reach of where the podcast is going has been, you know, quite humbling too. But um uh yeah so like you know we're we're extremely excited when the world opens up to be able to visit all these different places and just hop around and i know like for myself one of the reasons for for trying to create something like this was was from going to this conference in in france in in 2016 um and those who listen to the podcast might have heard this story but i did an internship with australian university sport and they sent me to montpellier in southern france to go to the international federation of university sport conference. And I met all these different delegates from different countries around the world and just had an incredible time meeting these awesome people. And so I now had like, you know, friends from 50 new countries that I, you know, didn't have beforehand. Fast forward to 2018, I took three months off in the middle of the year to go to the world cup. 
But then around the World Cup in Russia, my t- my trip was entirely based upon where in the world are those people from that conference in France. So I went to America and I met up with Jordan in Detroit. I then went to the UK and met up with Matt in in London. I then went to Stockholm and met up with Chris over there. I then went to Oslo and met up with Jens and Tormund in over there. And then even met up with Timov in in uh, in Russia and these other people in in Germany too. The people from Germany invited me to volunteer at this beach volleyball tournament in Munich. So I spent the whole week with them volunteering whilst they gave me free accommodation, which was just fantastic. And so um, having been the beneficiary of this global network of people, I thought, why can't we create more of that and provide more of those opportunities to connect with other people around the world? And if push comes to shove, if, you know, there are members providing beds for other members, then fantastic. That's a a great little add on too. But um, you know, I've, I've experienced firsthand how good a global network can, can be. And that's part of the, the driver for wanting to create what we've created. Rubes, I was going to ask, mate, um, I might have missed it. How close are you to uh, reaching your ultimate goal of getting uh, a certain person on from a certain organisation? How's that going? Uh, Craig Hutchison is not <laughs> got in contact with us just yet. For those who don't know, Craig Hutchison is a media giant over in Australia, owns Croc Media or Sports Entertainment Network, as I believe they're rebranded to now. But uh, we've tried a couple of different things. We've tried publicly posting on LinkedIn <laughs> about him we've tried sharing the value of coming on to the sports grad podcast with him quite explicitly we do have a strong in though <laughs> we do um and <laughs> a good a good friend of mine that has recently got a job at sen and is well and truly close to craig so i've been promised some sort of sports grad plug mm. that, that that can go to craig <laughs> Justin's laughing. I love it. Uh, so, yeah. Well, brown, brown paper bag under the yeah, table. Yeah, a little, little bit like that. Um, so I wouldn't I, I wouldn't say Craig is out of the equation no. uh, going forward. Mm. <laughs> and um, Kath Lochnan actually asked us the same question. You'll hear tomorrow on episode 100, who's your dream guest? And we explain more about what we've done to, to try and get them on. To which she said, you know, why didn't you just try calling him? So if, anyone, <laughs> yeah. if anyone has his phone number, please let us know. Yeah. Because that, would, that would make it extremely simple. I was going to ask regarding the Yankees as well, mate. What's, what's been going oh, on? No. <laughs> now, Justin. Now, yeah, I'm going for the jugular. It's, it's uh, 100. You're going, you're you're going directly for the jugular there. Uh, that's a sore yeah. spot. No, nah, that, that, um, that will... is also addressed on episode 100, I might add. Um, so you have to listen tomorrow. I, 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 don't, I don't think... <laughs> One of the things I don't think I said on that episode, though, was that I'm pretty sure I got blocked by her email address. <laughs> like, no, no, no word of a lie. <laughs> An aggressive LinkedIn messenger. Well, one, one of the hard things was that we reached out to her and, uh, and we got connected with the New York Yankees. And I said to them, one of my dream jobs is to be the fan experience, head of fan experience for the Yankees. Um, you know, can you put us in touch with them? Anyway, we, we got connected with uh, someone in the commercial team and they thought that we wanted to speak with them. And I couldn't like go back on that and be like, no, actually, you're not the person who we want to talk to. We want to talk to someone else. Um, so I was like, you know what? This is good enough. We're talking to with the Yankees. That's awesome in itself. Let's just talk with her. And we had the initial chat and I asked her about herself and what she did. And then after that, tried to find a time and 
just got nothing, got nothing, got nothing. Then I'd get something and be like, hey, actually, you know what? In a, a week or two's time, it would be better. We've got this going on that follow up. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And I, I, I was persistent. I don't think I was nagging or annoying or like, you know, can we do this now? It's just like, you know, can we, if you're, you know, if you're willing to do this, let's do it. And eventually it got to the point where I, my emails were responded to with your email did not successfully deliver. <laughs> and I was like, she's blocked me. She's just, <laughs> she's just flat out, just like put a hard stop on that. And uh, we're never going to get in. So um, maybe one day, maybe one day, maybe she might listen to this one day. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to track this up as a bonus episode as well. If anyone wants to listen back. To it. So um <laughs> She can hear our concerns as well if she really wants to. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you've got 100 members now, mate. You've got to bombard it. Everyone's got to – that's that's who you put in the private group and then, yeah. hey, bombard. We've got to, got to get her on. Yeah. So, yeah, everyone is cool. Everyone on the membership, yeah. just post yeah. on LinkedIn. Hey. Part, part of paying for the membership means that you have, <laughs> you have to send this woman a message. You're a soldier. You're a soldier. you got to – that and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and Hachi. That's it. Um, but, yeah, Hachi would be – Unbelievable talk to. I have a question, Rubes. Uh, you see that most of the, I mean, almost all the guests are from the off-field side of sport. I think only recently you had Kalia Stanton, you know, who's probably an athlete and also works in sport. So, do you plan to interview uh, people who retired from sport and are working in the sport, the management side? Yeah, so um, like it, it probably, it all comes back to what's going to help people get jobs in sport. And so for the large majority, that's people working in sport. But there are things that people who play sport yeah. on the field can share that are going to help people off the field. And so one of the things that we talk about is the, you know, the sports grad method of getting into jobs in sport. We believe everything that kind of at a pointy end comes down to a combination of your potential to do the job and your capability to do it better than anybody else. And so when you talk about your potential to do a job, say it's an operations manager job, you're going to be judged upon things like your leadership ability. Now, leadership ability is not only developed by people off the field. Leadership is probably done much better by people on the field and coaches and players, etc. So there is scope to talk about specific things that are going to directly help people looking for jobs off the field that are better addressed by people on the field. So I think I said to Ryan earlier this year, can you just like, you know, call up Justin Langer and, and get us an interview with him to talk about um, a few things that might help help our listeners out there. But um, yeah, that's, that's kind of our point of view on it. If it's, if it's going to help people get a job in sport, we'll talk about it. doesn't really matter which side it comes from. Yep. Jacob, so you got your hand up, go for it. Um, so obviously I presume the episodes aren't just a rolling take that there are a few things that do get cut out in the episode. Um, what's your sort of favorite question or some, some story that maybe hasn't made it onto an episode? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't really have a, a real story, but I know that there's, you wouldn't really go past an episode without there being some outtakes. Um, and what, yeah, one of the things we say before every episode is like, it's not live, so we can always stop. This is probably our first live episode where, yeah, um, this when, is the first thing I've ever done. Live. Yeah. When our man, Jimmy cuts this up and chucks it on tomorrow morning. Um, but yeah, like most of the time, you know, we'll say to a guest, like, it's okay if, if you stuff up, um, it's live, but the, the funny thing is most of the time it's, it's, it's us who's stuffing up. <laughs> um, but 
I think probably the fun, like the funniest thing that just keeps rolling on is the fact that I feel like we try and ask a question in a really sophisticated way <laughs> that just doesn't need to be sophisticated. So, and I, I'm a, a huge culprit and I, every, I feel like a lot of the time I ask a question, I can see Ruben on the screen. He, he has like a bit of a grin and I'm just <laughs> like, Oh shit. Like I've, I've done it again. Um, so, you know, just asking a question twice in a question and it's just like, what, what are you doing? Like, it's just the fact that you've got a microphone in front of you that you try and overcomplicate it. Um, but no, I mean, there's been a few weird, awkward moments, I guess, but I think, um, yeah, the, what gets cut out every single episode is what we talk about before we get going. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And usually it's just like, extremely obscure but like we'll hit recording and rather than dive straight into the episode particularly when we're doing a bite-sized episode and it's just us we'll just resume our conversation that we were having before (laughs) and so that means for the poor person who has to chop it up and for 70 odd episodes that was jack lloyd (laughs) he's shaking his head right now in front of us um for poor jack lloyd or whoever has to chop the episode they've got to get through you know a few minutes of just absolute nothing <laughs> crap, <laughs> just absolute. Yeah. Rubbish. And that can go in, go in any direction. And so, yeah, there's probably, yeah. If someone took the stuff that's available that we've recorded and put it into an episode, then yeah, it'd be grim. It'd be grim. We wouldn't be here. <laughs> so yeah. um, that's probably the main thing that gets left out and for good reason. <laughs> Oh, we got a question on, on Instagram. Yeah, so from Anshul, um, you wouldn't have reached here without having to come across some difficult situations and interactions, but what was the most difficult situation you've had to deal with? So in case those on the webinar couldn't hear that, the question was, what's the most difficult situation we've had to deal with? We had a one particular episode that was, uh, how, how do I say this without saying who the person was? <laughs> Um, one particular episode that was just extremely hard to extract information. And it was also a time where I think Ruben and I weren't particularly well. Um, <laughs> recording on a Sunday. Recording on a Sunday. Happened to have something on the night before. <laughs> um, and it was just, it was one of the hardest interviews ever where we just had to try and like, I, I, I think looking back on it, like, could have almost been over in 15 minutes for like a full guest episode, which like a lot of you would know most commonly goes for about 40 odd minutes. So it really um, we had to lean on our strong journalism skills to, <laughs> which there are none of, <laughs> which is zero uh, to drag out an episode for at least maybe 30 minutes. Um, so that, that was pretty difficult. Um, but I'm um, guessing that question is probably not directed at that. I don't know. Like it's all been, pretty enjoyable like someone said to me at the start if you're going to do this make sure you absolutely love it and you've got to be able to do it for three years without any sort of return to really get something out of it and I was like okay cool no worries I've you know had been doing these YouTube videos for three years prior to this and so I felt like okay I'm you know can keep going so that like the difficult part has never been should we do it or can we do it and how how are we going to do it because if you've got a reason why doing it how figures itself out so nothing's kind of really felt that difficult from that 
point of view, so to speak. I think where I'm probably getting at is that difficult probably sounds like there's negative connotations attached to it. Like things have definitely been challenging and hard, but things have never been, you know, done without knowing why we're doing it or knowing that it's going to benefit someone else. And so it's been a rewarding challenge or knowing that we're going to get something out of it. So yeah, we're, we're quite lucky in that fact that we get to do something that where, you know, the challenge is an enjoyable one, so to speak. So hopefully that answers your question, Archel. <laughs> Uh, Simon Osborne, great work, fellows. You've clearly got some great experience in your first year. Got to go, but keep up the good work. Thanks, Simon. Great to see you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we're coming up to an hour, so we might uh, throw it open to a last couple of final questions if anyone's got one to throw. I was going to add to your uh, your startup or your, I guess your building point. It was just something that I watched today. Uh, Adia Schiffman, uh, the CEO of Catapult. But he, um, he put it quite simply, it was having a startup is like being punched in the face every day. You just got to get up every day and get punched in the face. Um, <laughs> and that's the thing, it's the awareness of it's never going to be easy. You're just going to have to get learned to get punched in the face. So it's a, it's a great job that you've done, Ruben and Ryan, you're helping him out. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's not a fun ride, but it's, it's worth it. That's a great analogy. I can definitely resonate with that. <laughs> Actually, a quick question for me. I, I was going to ask a similar question in that I've loved watching what you've built over the last 12 months. Um, I was going to ask what's been the biggest challenge there, but also uh, maybe more this question. What do you see as the biggest challenge going forwards um, as you continue to build out the community? Um, it's probably, I think the biggest challenge will be what do we confine sports grad to? Because I think as I touched on earlier, there's a lot of different things we could do and dip our toes into, but I think probably understanding what problem do we solve best and sticking to that and doing it really well is probably going to be the biggest challenge because there are a lot of people out there who, you know, see what we're doing and and want to work together. And sometimes it's hard to kind of say, say no to people. And um, there's a lot of people in my inbox on LinkedIn who, I just can't get back to because it gets flooded to put it gently. (laughs) Um, And so being, being no, Oh, sorry. Saying no is probably the hardest thing going forward and recognizing that this is what we do. This is the best thing we do. This is the best thing for the people who benefit from us stick to that. Um, That's probably the hardest challenge going forward because you never want to let anybody down. And there's a lot of shiny different things out there that you could be doing but staying true to what you're actually good at and know how to do and can do best. And that's not going to dilute the impact of what you do best is probably the hardest thing to to stay true to. So I'm glad you asked that because you've given me the chance to say it out loud, which is going to make me think about it going forward now. Jai from India on the chat line, a big congratulations to you guys for completing one year. Loved every minute of being a member. Thanks to you guys. Thanks very much, Jai. Awesome. We've probably got time for one more question. Um, I'll jump in if no one else is going to. Um, if you had to do one thing over again, how would you? What would it be, and what would you do differently? Is it like what? What would we change? Yeah. What would you change? Would it be you know how an episode of a question? Would it be um, a different perspective of an episode? Would it be maybe starting the membership early? A different podcast co-host. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, that that'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't get a choice. Uh, <laughs> um, differently, I probably wouldn't direct my aspirations towards New York Yankees again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. We we love the New York Yankees. We want to yeah. talk with you. Don't yeah, put them off. <laughs> um. Oh, I think it'd be good to like. It wasn't possible because we're in a pandemic. But like, if we were to do it together in a room, I reckon would mm. be great fun. Mm. Um. I think we've done like four or five episodes in the same room, which is a bit weird for like a podcast top rate. Like and they that. were all like the first three or four yeah. that we pre-recorded. So I guess like that would be cool in a different world doing that and actually sort of having people in a studio. Um, I feel like you get, like I feel like we have really good chemistry as it is, but I feel like if you did it together, you'd, you'd almost get a little bit more and you'd probably get some more ideas what you can ask them. Mm. I'm trying to think of insightful, I don't know, like every bit of it's been quite enjoyable. Um and everything's just kind of we've been like we've been incredibly lucky. Like we haven't had too many things that have set us back or put a plug on different things. So, in terms of what I'd change, I'd probably take a better look at what is working. You know, probably take more time to look at what's working and and do more of that. And that's probably you know part of our future plans as well. So, but I don't think there's too much we'd would probably change in the past. Maybe you'd find a different way to get Craig Hutchinson on the show. I don't know. But um, yeah. other than that. <laughs> Maybe have a launch party. That would have been fun. Yeah. Actually, we were. We were going to do, ideally, in an ideal world, we were planning a first birthday party in person. <laughs> and then the uh, the Melbourne lockdown came along and it became harder to book a venue. So we had to put that in the back burner. So maybe more, more events would probably do. We'd change that. Ian on the chat line. Congratulations, guys, on one year. Moving to Australia very soon for Masters in Sports Management. Looking forward to being part of the Sports Grade community. Cheers, lads. Awesome. Great to have you, Ian. Jimmy, celebrating your birthday with all your members in real life, maybe. Yep. Yeah, that would be, be fantastic if we can do that. Uh, Aaron, hi, guys. Have to head off. Well done on what you've achieved so far. Looking forward to seeing what's next. Awesome. Thank you very much. Um, we might wrap it up there, guys. Thanks very much for spending this evening with us. Uh, we've hope you've uh, enjoyed it, learned a bit more about the podcast and how we got to doing what we do. We're very grateful to be able to say we're releasing episode 100 tomorrow. We definitely would not have even got to 50 episodes if no one listened. And that's thanks to you guys. So I know it sounds like a very cliched thing to say. And I always think that when people get to the end of their speeches and thank all the people, but like we genuinely are incredibly thankful that you guys tune in and listen and do all that good stuff um, because it does keep us going. So um, we hope you enjoy episode 100 tomorrow. It's a synthesis of everybody who we've talked to so far, including the great people like Justin on this call um, where we've condensed down what it takes to, to get a job in sport without getting lucky. And so we hope you enjoy it. We hope you enjoy learning more about our reflections with, with Kath Lockman, who we chat to as well. And thanks for joining us tonight. It's um, been awesome to have this interaction with you guys. See you guys.